two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. All right, fellas. Doctor. Doctor, indeed. The doctor is in the house uh, in the way of Pete Bladell, which I think maybe last time we had uh, Pete on the podcast, maybe we... Did we apologize for all the years of uh, wrong name calling? I think we had this exact same conversation. Okay, good. It, it led off this way. It's like, we've been, we've been saying it wrong the entire time. Pete, have we talked about this previously? It's like, I think we did. <laughs> and I think we'll talk about it and two, three years from now also on the podcast as, as different. Yeah. Men. Is that a good thing to do? Maybe yearly or maybe bi-yearly apologies for uh, things that you've you've done incorrectly. Like, okay, yes, you've apologized, but yeah. it's not. it doesn't stop there. you got to do it again at some point. I thought you were going with just bi-yearly check-in on the name pronunciation, but I'm, I'm down for either one of those. Sure. <laughs> right, just yes, to check I in. Are you sure? That. Are you sure it's Bladell? I'm still not totally sure, yeah. Were we the first podcast to plug it being uh, Playdell? Uh, probably, yeah. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not uh, well, or not. I'm not well traveled in the podcast world. So just by law, small okay. numbers, you guys are probably one of the first ones to to get it right. Okay, we've been taking credit for stuff, so that's that's good. Yes, and I like the idea of plugging someone's correct name. Tom, <laughs> if you could see him. With his name being pronounced Bladell on Famous for This Podcast, give it up for Pete Blottle. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, then still get the name wrong on the actual uh, introduction. Which, uh, speaking of introductions, you know, um, we're introducing Pete and uh, we're introducing our Passion of the Christ uh, musical episode. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, but it, with the cross, Easter. Stations of the Cross. <laughs> with Easter right around the corner, um, we figured we would combine, you know, the Easter Passion of the Christ episode with uh, Pete's album release. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's, yeah. So it's a concept album. It is about, uh, it's kind of like a modern day retelling of the Passion of the Christ through stand-up comedy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called I'm Dying Up Here. Huh? How about it? Oh, nice. Oh, An actual uh, tie that we didn't expect. One of those, That's like, uh, that was like a uh, Josh Collins, a guy we went to college with, uh, a guy. Yeah, I was too good of a joke. Right, too good of a joke to where it, like, <laughs> catches you off guard, and then you're like, I couldn't laugh. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, but I intellectually acknowledge the humor and what came out of your mouth. Exactly. Um, well, happy Easter, everybody out there. And truly, Pete does have uh, an album coming out that I was, I had the pleasure of, uh, being at the album recording for and a guy who looked like Tup was sitting just a few short uh, seats yes. away from me. Yeah, it was like Tup's avatar came to watch the show, so he was there in spirit. Yes. That does make me feel good that, that there was somebody there that looked like me. Because I, yeah, I was sorry to miss it. It was it was honestly like reassuring because there was a point in the show where I was like, oh shit, Tup made it. That's awesome. And like even though you didn't, like it's it still, you know, it, is, uh, it felt good. Right. Ah, nice. I'm thinking, is there a service here that we could offer where, like, you, you like, send somebody who couldn't make it, but, like, 
a lookalike of somebody who you would you'd see and you'd be like, wow, I really need to fucking bring it because this guy's in the audience. It's not that guy, but it's just a, I guess it's a regular doppelganger service that and we're not reinventing anything here. Or is there something here? Well, no, I think there's there's two tiers to this idea. So first of all, I think you have like a celebrity doppelganger kind of thing where it's like they just show up in the audience and it's like. Oh my God, that's Ryan Reynolds watching the show in the corner. So it's like you really have to bring the energy. But two, this is more of kind of like a, a personal sort of level where it's if you don't want to go somewhere, like to a party or to a friend's album recording, you just uh, <laughs> you just send someone who looks like you there, and that person is very good at being in the background of pictures, so they can say, "Oh no, I was there. I just didn't talk to you." Oh, right, because it's too much to really train them to be you. So this is more just like a picture photobomber type guy. Yeah, just like like uh, literal, we can call the company keeping up appearances because it just looks like you're there. You know what? And if something else, another layer to this might be they don't look that much like the person to look at <laughs> in in life, but only when the picture gets developed like they know how to make the face of that person. So like, yeah. oh, this is just some guy. And then like when the picture, you see a camera flashing, he like morphs into it real quick. I like that a lot. I, I think we're in there. <laughs> it's just really good face acting. Face acting. Thank you. Right. The Face Actors Guild of uh, 1943 <laughs> where they would. <laughs> there was that one comedian in Baltimore who... Had, didn't have a single joke, but his face acting at uh, performing Robert De Niro in the movie um, Awa Awakenings, or what was it? What's the name of that movie? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I, oh, I, yeah. I know, I know all about Robert De Niro face acting, but I don't know what Awakenings is. <laughs> yeah, there was a kid, I can't remember his name, who just like, I think he like, the voice was knocking on the door, but the face was pretty darn good. And he yeah, was like a I don't joke. I think he did a voice. I think he did. He turned around. He just did the face, and it was <laughs> it was just pure face acting. But that you get that kid. He's you know that's the, he just focuses on that, and you know, and then he trains up a bunch of other people too to face. It, it, it was just De Niro face acting. So like, how did he like announce the impression? He goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Robert De Niro in a silent movie," and then it's just the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what he did. He turned around and and then he was perfectly turned into right. He looked nothing like Robert De Niro. He perfectly <laughs> turned into him. All right. Well, that's that's our first guy that that we hire for tier one of the of the Keeping Up Appearances company. So I, I think I think uh, we're on the right track. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Face Actors Guild. You start that, so it's a reverse engineering job where you start the Face Actors Guild, but it's a, it's really just a front for this other company who sends people out to, to photobomb, and I was there, see? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're 300 pounds, I'm only... Yeah, but the face. His mouth is perched. That's De Niro, baby. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just all Robert De Niro. Like, I, I didn't want Robert De Niro at this party. Well, it's all, you know, we got to work with what we have so far. It's just this one guy working here. Um, all right, so here we go, fellas. Pete, tidy whities boxers, boxer briefs, underwear with the dick pouch. What's next? How do we get the next big underwear company going? Oh, I thought you were asking me what my preference was, and that was, like, my actual progression throughout my life. It was tidy whities to boxers to boxer briefs. But I, what is underwear with the dick pouch? 
<laughs> That's this new uh, podcast underwear that they're they're saying on the podcast. I think oh. sheath underwear. Oh, so it's it's like the the modern version of MeUndies. Or Mac okay, Weldon. is that what it is? Or, yeah, right, where you like, yeah, it's the Mac Weldon of today. Okay, okay. Uh, oh man, so there's dick pouch underwear. I mean, like, I think I, you know, the obvious choice is uh, butt flap underwear. You know, they kind of like just a onesie, yes. but it's just underwear. So, like, pouch right. in the front and in the back. Yeah, I, honestly, like, yeah, just borrowed that technology from the hospital thing. Yeah, we're we're we comfortably made it like there's the ha ha factor, but also this is a really nice, easy way to, uh, to poop without removing your underwear. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, in the situations where you get a lot of, uh, burst ins, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're maybe a, a little more self-conscious type of fella and you, you poop in a lot of situations where somebody kicks the door down. Oh, know, right. Often. Like a college prank house. Yes, you're in a college prank house, and no you're like, hey, I, I got to poop, but I know for sure, you know, uh, I couldn't think of a good college nickname there. Uh, What's a good college nickname? Uh, scruffy. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Scruff yeah. Man. Right. Squid, squid Bones is going to uh, <laughs> kick in the door here and whatever, start kissing me on the lips and I yeah whatever I don't I'll be still I just got the butt flap so I need to put a pair of this underwear over my face to stop the kiss I think I think it's a brilliant idea because like normally like someone busts in and they they, you're taking a shit and they they see your dick but now it just looks like you're shitting your underwear on the toilet which is much more preferable (laughs) so yeah I think it's a win-win no matter what Okay. Does the flap just flap down into the toilet, though? I mean, how does the uh, well, that's how do you avoid the, well, that? Well, that's how you get them coming and going. Cause you have to sell new toilet seats where a flap hooks onto the back of the toilet. So you, you get the underwear, and then we sell the toilet seat with it, so the flap can connect and not fall down into the toilet. Oh, yes. bring your own toilet seat. Yeah. Is there something there? Right, just attach a toilet seat to the back of a pair of pants, and that way, when you go into a dirty <laughs> gas station. <laughs> You have your own toilet seat.com. <laughs> I like that. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. The gas station toilet pants. Right. And and right, you don't actually make the product. You just build the website, have this outlined on how you can make your own and just the oh yeah. Right. That the save money on manufacturing. We don't actually make it, but we gear everybody towards the website, sell some advertising on the website. People go there to learn the steps on how to make it. Oh yeah, no, and then also what they pay for is they pay for the ability to actually wear the thing because like if not, you'd send them a cease and desist order if they hadn't paid. Like, they're, <laughs> they're just walking around with a toilet seat on the back of their pants <laughs> and they haven't paid tribute to the website. Then, you know, then you got to take them to court. Right, print out a permission slip on the website too, mm-hmm. and carry that around with you. <laughs> I, have, I have certified toilet gas station toilet pants. Keep it next That's to the front of the pants. Vaccine card. <laughs> The front of the pants is permission, like all written out, on, you know, <laughs> all down the legs. Um, speaking real quickly of the Passion of the Christ episode, crucifying was a thing happening. But, you know, there was a lot of death happening and there is already a name for crucifying. It's just being nailed to a cross. So there, there's that name. How do we decide, OK, like we need a new name for that, like being shot? Why didn't why isn't there a? If I name for that, 
You know what Shop- I mean? Shopify. Yeah, because it's... Sh- yeah, Shopify. <laughs> um, how does it go from here's something we're doing to people to like we need we need to rebrand this? You know, maybe because like there's something about the word crucify that is just so like dramatic and perfect that like maybe they thought like oh we'll never top crucify when it comes to hanging somebody on a cross so let's just stop doing it stop there right because right each killing has a name like a guy got hanged he mm-hmm. didn't get affied in some way in that right. you know in that scenario Hang, hangy dangling yeah so i just thought we should you know start a company and raise awareness for that maybe um yeah. All right. So moving right along here, uh, and every so often, <laughs> every so often we'll say, you know, reminder to check out Pete's album on uh, April twenty second. It's called Literary. Is that right, Pete? It, it is called Literary. Yeah. I, I changed the title from uh, from I'm Dying Up Here within the past ten minutes. So uh, that's, that's the new title for the album. What is uh? What's literary all about? Oh, just me being a pretentious dipshit. I think that's that's the big point of it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just because, like, there's a line in a book I like about what the word literary means, and it means, like, having a lot of, like, truthful details, and that's what I try and do in my stand-up, and I am done being serious for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so next next topic here, guys, I, I thought we could maybe tackle here. Um, Toys R Us, which I think is gone as a company, but I, I don't know. I'm thinking back. Did that name make any sense? Like... You guys aren't toys, and, and toys aren't you. I know you can have some fun and have stuff not be literal, but take me through the name, if you guys would, and, and you know, in 19, early, whatever, when they were, because they're, they're like the blockbuster of toys, right? They're like, you guys aren't going to last. You guys are hilarious. So oh, Toys yeah. R Us, what do, what do you guys have on this? I think, like, we, uh, just to... To ruin the conversation, I think like you know we are toys, right? Like we, uh, this this store is about toys, oh, so we are toys. And then how right. would a dumb kid say it? Toys, toys are us. Oh, you know what it is? Excuse me. Thank you for helping me realize something here, Tup. It's the uh, it's the modern commercial attempt. We are toys. I oh, am toys. Yeah. Toys are my family. I am toys. I wake up every day and breathe toy. Yeah, it's that intense clipping toys, around. Period. Done. Period. Right. Period. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, now, what are the periods for? What are you? <laughs> we have no identity outside of toys. Toys are us. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, what thank are, you. That was an easy one. Because there one... was kids are us too. Oh I mean, yeah. That's... In, in Pennsylvania, there's a kids are us and a toys are us right next to each other. Right. Yes. And they weren't kids either. So, okay. We are toys. We are, we live and breathe toys. Okay. It was one of those, uh, I think there was a... Bad questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it was a case of bad questioning. And I think you can point to nothing, nothing else but that. And, and happy to arrive at it with uh, two, two, no better two guys to arrive at such a truth with um the new guys um well here's another question was please the, was the r in toys r us backwards or is that like uh nelson mandela berenstain bears kind of situations I'm, I'm remembering a backwards oh yes, yes i think that's r a real backwards. one yep that's yep. a real one i think okay. either that or all the other letters were backwards and yeah Right, the Mandela effect is it wasn't toys. The, the Mandela effect yeah. is oh, it no, was really kids are us. Sandwiches, mm. and toys are us. Do, do, you not, do you not remember 
<laughs> yeah. I could have sworn they sold toys at Toys R Us. No. Mandela effect. <laughs> it's not a uh, it's not a good podcast Mandela effect, but I swear everyone the, the around the world stop has stopped saying when and they all say whenever instead of when. Oh. So like back whenever I was eight years old. Uh, oh. 100% of people say it all the time. No one says when at all anymore. Keep an eye out for it. It's a, it's a total alternate universe thing. It started happening like two or three years ago. Everybody That's out there, please be aware. Alternate universe. Troubling. Keep, keep a third eye out for it, everyone. Scary. Scary and troubling. Yeah, like there are those ones where like certain just sayings of a word give me like horror uh, feelings. Um, yeah, like just some light little easy difference like that. It's like, ooh, that just, that scares me. You know what, what, uh, my least favorite is, is when people say, oh, I, I was at my work the other day. Like they at don't say, my I work. was at work. They say I was at my work instead of saying my job or work. Oh, that my oh work? yeah. Yep. You know, what's another big replacement out there these days. Um, set for sit. Oh, like set down? I think it's like Southern. I think it was like, he was setting there. You sure that's not just the like, accent? <laughs> oh, it might be an accent situation. <laughs> They're definitely saying sit. Pops like, what the hell's the matter with these people? They're saying sit <laughs> Yeah, it could be a very, very well, uh, a Mandela effect of just accentry. You know? <laughs> I feel like I might have heard it though, Pete, and had the same thought, like, I, my initial reaction is the same as Pete's. Like, I think it's just, that's just somebody's accent. But I'm thinking back, and I feel like I have heard a couple of, I was, I was set, setting there. He was just setting there. I've yeah. heard, like, like, set yourself down or there. set yourself over there, like, as if you are, like, a pile of plates or something. Right, yeah. right, right, right. That one's okay, because that's got, that's charming. Yeah, it's, it's like a slight objectification, but I, I, it definitely does work with that little southern twang to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sit yourself down over. Oh, that that's just that's just the accent. <laughs> he was setting there. He was just setting yeah. there. Um All right, here we go, fellas. We're 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 getting <laughs> we're getting to the good topics here. Um a situation where so many people use something incorrectly, like a word that you're afraid to use it correctly because you're just going to, people are just going to be like, oh, he's using it incorrectly. But really, no, I'm using it correctly, but no one knows that that's correct. Um, peruse, I feel like, is an example of that. And actually, in this moment, I'm forgetting what the correct one is. But <laughs> it actually means to, to look at carefully. Right. Every, that, there you everybody go. Everybody says the opposite. Oh, right. Really? People use it to say like, yeah, people use it to say like, oh, I was just kind of like casually looking through the store like, I was perusing around, like nothing really. Damn, I did not know that at all. Yeah, so there. So you're the reason I've been being careful all this time. <laughs> this podcast no, is an intervention for all the times you've said peruse incorrectly, Pete Ladell. Yes, Peru the country, uh, plural. Um, another one is, uh, and this just, uh, like, I really just don't even have the desire to use this one correctly. Like, um, Drink, drank, drunk. Like, I have, I haven't drunk in three years. That's correct. I thought I, I haven't drank, drank in three years. Nope. Yeah. 
are you, are you just saying that's your personal preference? Nope. Or like, like a dictionary told you. <laughs> no, because it's drink, drank, drunk. So like I drink presently, I drank in the past. I have drunk though. It, yeah, isn't that disappointing? It's like, it's the rule, but the rule is wrong. I think, and I'm good with that. Like, that's why I probably am not going to say it correctly unless I'm talking to my mother, who's, you know, you know, the only person who cares anyway. And yeah. Has she called you out on drunk before? On being drunk? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yes. She's, she would, she's called me out on everything in the book uh, my whole life, so... Like, and to the point where it's one of those classic, like, hey, here's a question, mom. I'm correcting your grammar. Never mind the questions off the table. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer want to know this thing. I'm done. Yeah, the classic uh, Mike Gleason in French class. Miss Norton, can I go to the bathroom? En français, monsieur. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> a classic. Um, you guys want to take a break here for a sec? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's what we're famous for. It's what we're famous for. Uh, yeah. Uh, do a podcast while wearing Invisalign Challenge. You guys ever done that? Oh. Oh, I did do uh, at least one of our podcasts. Uh, and and it's up to the listeners to figure out which one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go back, Invisalign on. If you go back through all the episodes and find it, you get a special prize, which is uh, we tell you you did a good job. That's, that's <laughs> the final prize. Yeah. It's like the uh, through the wire of podcasting, you know? That, like the, they, they can't <laughs> stop me from podcasting, G. Yeah, they can't stop me from podcasting. I uh, This was like a throwaway tweet I had like 10 years ago. I was like, my version of through the wire is going to be doing – uh, a wimpy acoustic song with the teeth whitening thing in my mouth. <laughs> that, that sounds like a pretty solid 2012 tweet. Yeah, I think it was. I think it yeah. did okay. I think it. Um, I think it got deleted in the great uh, delete all your offensive tweets of uh, 2000. No, I'm kidding. All, all <laughs> the pro teeth whitening people are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. yeah. What What was your What was the box that that checked as far as deleting? just didn't think it was funny enough no I, and i don't think i did delete it i think it um oh okay yeah i think it's still up there gotcha yeah um just go back to your twitter feed start like retweeting things from like 10 12 years ago see if anyone notices yeah i did if there was like a good joke and i tweeted it when i had like 100 followers and then like <laughs> i was like oh that's a good joke I would sometimes just not retweet it because that was that's actually relatively new. But I would just grab it and just tweet it out again and see if any of the the new fake people who followed me uh, liked it. That's a good point. <laughs> you don't like retweet it. You just re dash tweet it. Like it's it's a, exactly it's a very different thing. It's a manual thing. Right. The uh, the retweet era versus the retweet era. Um, could yeah. be like some blog title and only like this one specific set of aged people would would understand what you're talking about um but yeah invisalign how's that how's that going pete are you seeing results 
I, yeah, I think I am. I'm like halfway through. Uh, it's actually like doesn't impede my speaking at all. I, I don't think I'm I'll watch all I listen back to this podcast and think I sound like a mush mouth. But uh, yeah, no, but like another one reason I brought it up is because Pops, I thought you had a brilliant idea when we went out to dinner that one time where because I had to take them out before I could eat. You were like, oh, that's that's a great weight loss tool. Just put a thing in your mouth that stops you from eating and then make a million dollars <laughs> off of that. Yeah. Yeah, just make it like uncomfortable or like slightly less desirable. You were like, yeah, and it's been good because I really don't snack either because I'm just like, ah, what's the point? I don't feel like doing this again, whatever the whatever the step is in the Invisalign process. Yeah, no, Flaming Hot Cheetos is not, they're not worth like brushing and flossing for the third time that day. Yeah, so what's the thing that zero calories like... Is it something with like sweet and low on it? Just like a sweet and low mouthpiece that's zero calories that you put in and it like it, it's annoying to like have to clean and it and it's a little sweet too. Like, oh, lose lose four hundred pounds. Teeth whitening sweet and low tray. I think that's, that's <laughs> it. I, I had when I did the Invisalign Pete, I was trying to invent stuff uh also. Not not that exactly the the uh sweet and low mouth guard but <laughs> what i always found was like i wanted to be able to uh drink stuff like let's say a soda or something like that without it without having to remove the the freaking invisalign so what you need is like a straw that goes a little bit of the way down your throat oh, yeah. it doesn't somehow make you gag oh. a, a, a lubricated curly straw so it like kind of like winds around your mouth, avoids the Invisalign, then just deposits it right in your, uh, what's that thing, your larynx? Like, just right oh, down your throat. It just dissolves. It has to go right down the throat. It's yeah, food. Because, it's food grade. Oh, the straw, the straw itself? Yeah. Okay. Is that what food grade means? Means? I have no idea. <laughs> we, were, we were just saying that like a, a straw that helps you bypass, bypass the Invisalign so your, your Invisalign doesn't get stained with any soda. Oh, right. So or that doesn't like fix that. it gets that. sticky and it gets in between the teeth. Like when you take a sip, you don't realize it, but even when you take a sip of something through a straw, then you usually kind of like squeeze it back up into your mouth a little bit. It's, right. And you don't think you're doing that, but you uh, you are kind of, it gets up in there and it gets up in the teeth and in between the Invisalign. It's, and then you got to take them off and do the whole thing. It's Yeah. It's, uh, yeah Just it's, put it's food problem. right in the Invisalign. process. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Put food, what'd you say, Pete? Just put food right in the Invisalign. Yeah, just that way you don't have to eat. Uh, skip later. the, uh, cut out the middle. <laughs> oh, no, here it is. Edible, edible Invisalign. There we go. <laughs> edible right. teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah, if your teeth are gone, right. So you're you're one of the folks who, uh, along the lines, you, you became one of the, like, that classic look of the, the mouth folding in over the lack of teeth. And... Hey, look, you got an event coming up. You got a couple people who don't know you don't have teeth. We've made this really affordable, edible set of teeth. Not, Yeah, you're not going to be able to keep them in place. It's not going to fool anybody. But I, I do like the freedom to talk that one through. So, so thank you guys for the, the safe space here. I think it's, I think it's great. I, th I think what, they're, you know, the question with that one is, like, do you want to have it so like you bite down on the top teeth and it, it crumbles the bottom teeth or do you maybe like they're like little ah. chiclets and you just kind of pick them out one by one and pop them in the back of your mouth oh yes i like the one by one chiclet method yeah so like yeah just, that's you know, good yeah you see someone at the beginning of of the night and you got a full set of teeth then you know you see him two hours later it's like man crazy party and then just the whole you know bottom row is gone 
Right, right. Yeah. What a else? Fake fights. Do a fake, you know, do a f- fake act out fight and pull a couple teeth out, and you lost a couple teeth in the fight, and then right at some point you start offering people because they're tasty, you <laughs> yeah. know, offer. <laughs> Or, or, or the yeah, guy, the guy you got into a fight with, who who allegedly beat your ass, he starts eating your teeth that fell out, so people think he's insane. <laughs> yes, yes, couple couple bits. Stage of right. the whole drama. Yes, you you accidentally get your shirt ripped off, and you have a tattoo of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look closely on the tattoo. That tattoo of that guy has a tattoo of you on his face, and it just keeps going. <laughs> oh yes. Um, Pete, so back to the real quick, the, um, the biannual apology for calling you Bloodell for, for a couple of years, Please, um, yes. as, as we get comfortable saying Bladell, all the questions come out like, okay, this has been his name his whole life. So you, Pete Bladell did back when, back when this was like an okay way to, uh, bully a fellow classmate. Um, and I, and we don't condone it at all, of course, but, but were people hitting you with gay Dell? Oh, you know what? N- no. I, oh, not, what a miss. I know. Like, For those what? people, I would have never, yeah. <laughs> never never would have never crossed my mind. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, maybe that was like to my advantage, the fact that people always pronounced it Bloodell because they didn't make the connection. Okay, so other we weren't like this off on our own group of people saying Bloodell. No, no. Like a lot of people usually pronounce it like that. And I, maybe like I corrected them, but also like, yeah, I don't, I don't know who... Damn, I can't believe not a single person in my life came up with that. Yeah. You, you would think at least one person would like, oh, wait a minute. Those two things sound alike. Yeah, because I had this theory for a while that like everybody's name could be turned into something somewhat accurate about them to, to make fun of them. It didn't go very far. It stopped. But I was like, no one that I know of ever said Eater Muth. What a fucking botch or a miss. Right. I mean, like, th- there was that, that Pat Muth, Fat Muth situation. Where right. It was really more, like, about your, your brother's name. So I don't Right. Know My brother know. Pat, you know, Fat Muth, that, I'm surprised it took till sophomore year to have that. Or maybe that, that could have been a behind-the-back job all up until then. Right. But, yeah, very, very usual suspects dropping the coffee cup. Everyone's calling you Fat Muth. <laughs> and maybe, honestly, this is maybe some special moment in history when this happened because you have a coach calling a student fat mooth and it's totally fine everybody involved is having a joyous experience about it oh yeah big time like that, that yeah. was uh yeah what circa 2001 2002 where everyone you know that was it was uh it was it was just the way we lived back then yeah we just lived that way and uh i think the fact that i had an older brother who wasn't fat at the time, and who now is, though. No. <laughs> so the joke's on him. No, and then that he was good at sports, so like, oh, that guy's brother can handle being called fat, right? Yes, was the answer. Right. Uh, but yeah, I had this theory for a while where like, ah, oh, you can grab any part of anybody's name and like kind of, and I think it really just stopped with myself. I was like, Peter, what about Peter? Eater, what a miss. Who, who was, who wasn't, who was falling asleep at the wheel with that one? I feel like Eater isn't like a nice rib job, though. Like Eater, I don't know. Like oh, he's hey, an Eater. That guy's I don't know. He's doing some eating over there, boy. No, it's not a. It's 
it's not a uh, eat food for Pete. Yeah, 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 but because I think because Pop was a fat guy, like it, like eater had like an like an extra sinister connotation. Like, oh, he doesn't eat like everyone else. That's why it's his first nickname. Right, he's an eater. Right. Did did they hit you with any version of uh, Bladell? Like, uh, were they hitting you with uh, Bladouche or? Um, <laughs> Damn. I mean, it, me oh, see. here's another thing: just what? invent a time machine and go back in time and make fun of someone for their name, like the way everyone else missed. Like, you guys just travel back to Ashburn, Virginia, oh. circa 2002, and just just hammer me with that one, please. Right. All the missed, <laughs> all the missed bully nicknames of like that's like some interesting thing, right? Where, oh my God, how like. I need to go back and somehow experience this. Yeah, eater, blay douche. Um, yeah, which isn't like that one's not even like doesn't even work. No, but, but it's like, like one of those ones that like would get a big laugh because it's like just nonsensical enough for people to like it. Like it's not too dumb, but it's yeah. like dumb enough where it's like it's it's it, it works. I also think that uh, blood douche specifically is a sound that the people who would make fun of somebody for their name make when they're like telling a story or, or something too. Oh like, yeah. I can, I can hear the emphasis like bladoosh. Yeah. Bladoosh. Yeah. Like it's also in addition to, you know, whatever this is, it's, it's the sound that that same guy makes. Right. So. Dude came around the corner. Something said bladoosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So gay Dell, Bladouche. Bladouche. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, just keep them coming. And then I'll, I'll, I'll call up everyone from high school and be like, here's what you meant. You missed this. You missed that. How do you live with yourself? And then they just, you know, can't sleep that night. Right. But did they not hit you with anything? Not that First I can remember. Last I, think, I think they just made fun of me for being goofy. Like, there was no nickname involved. It was just like, what the fuck are okay. you doing? Yeah, Danny okay. Tanner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... All right, so here's this maybe. And this is like an extreme thing, but maybe it's like a when you're older kind of uh, remedy. So so you notice uh, a, a dog who whose anxiety goes down as he starts to lose his hearing, okay? You, you with me so far? Okay. So, all right, so we, we've studied this. We know this. So somebody's getting old. Let's, let's take away some of their hearing and their senses will be altered and their anxiety will go down and, and they'll live longer. They might not hear as well, but any anything to uh, chop out a sense to ease anxiety or depression. Wait, so uh, I, you lost me in the middle part there. So it, it, it happened with a dog. So now it's like, oh, let's, let's take it the next step and experiment on humans and see if we get rid of the hearing. Right, so our boy Wesley... As he's getting older, his hearing's a little compromised, right? So, mm-hmm. but maybe something that has been taken away from this and we've noticed is that he seems less anxious because he's like less on alert and like freaking out at everything he hears and like chasing every lead down and like, what's this creek? What's this? Like, ah, ah. Like, yeah, he's not a hard boiled detective anymore. Yeah, he's not smoking a pipe and out on the case all night. He's able to relax and enjoy his, his life and, uh, receive kisses from the people who love him most uh, more often because he's not out investigating as many cases. So I'm saying just, you know, poke people's eyes out so, they, <laughs> so they're less stressed out. You can't see how shitty their life is. It's like, yeah. Right. Make everybody deaf and dumb. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. 
get rid of everybody's senses. Um, yeah, so I guess you move, blow right past that one. Well, no, you, you, you I, get I rid of their, their speaking, and then they can't complain about how bad they feel. So, like, if so facto, you kind of ah, solve the problem. Right, a reverse. Reverse, yeah, a little bit similar to what I'm saying. Right, where you just, it seems as though, but really they just can't complain about it. They're just less annoying, which is all that really matters. <laughs> right. Yeah, the quickest way to between two circles is a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> Please <laughs> way between two circles, <laughs> straight line. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the uh, I do think there is a little bit of pressure in like everything works correctly on on me, and uh, like just as a human being, I think you know you could you could say it a bunch of different ways, but I think basically like if you got every if you got all your faculties about yourself. It's a little stressful. It's like, you know, a lot of pressure to do well. Yeah. And yeah, if you're missing a few things, I think you can have a little more fun and just be like, well, I'm kind of screwed anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's why you have those like really funny guys in wheelchairs who are just freaking hilarious. Like, they're just, they, you know, they don't feel the, burden of hey i really gotta knock at this out of the park i've been given a pretty good lot here <laughs> to show gratitude for all my gifts <laughs> <laughs> do i have to cut all that out is that not, is not, that not appropriate no no i think it's uh i think it's a, a fine point it just struck me as funny <laughs> that um it was put on such a, a lens that caught me by surprise i think the point you're making stands and I think we're certainly not being unkind to anybody who um, has experienced that in life. But I think it's an interesting lens and a, and a thought piece to, to maybe carry forward uh, for, for those in that circumstance and those uh, who can be, you know, you know, could wish that for themselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just think if I'm if I'm if I go deaf, it's going to like it'll be a bit of a uh a load off you know <laughs> <laughs> one less thing to worry about you know? <laughs> no you okay anymore if you're deaf so that takes like one thing off your plate for sure oh or yeah at least no pressure about the podcast like i i can't hear so yeah he's, so. he's deaf. why would why would it be funny right and we'll just cut a, a part of Pete's album over top of this whole part of the podcast. So <laughs> we should be fine. Um, it's just okay, ble- good. bleep out offensive stuff with jokes from my album. That's uh, that's, yes. that's, that's, that's a censorship option on, the, on this pod. Yes, exactly. Um, well, quick fashion corner, I feel like we could have here. Um, so you guys, you guys have seen this. We're heading back to Baggy, right? Are we now? So we're heading back to Baggy, I think I'm seeing out there. So I'm thinking maybe if we just get ahead of it and go back to tight. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sell a bunch of tight clothes now. Um, but yeah, any any fashion ideas? Where's it heading, Pete? Anything that you've been like, I think this I could see this out there. Um, you know, a stand on the shoulder of, of V-necks, a, anything out there where you're like, I could see... I could, you know, I could predict this. Like, I thought, 
I was going to see soccer cleats just being worn by non-soccer players as fashion. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But this, like this click is ten. Clacking down the street with the, with the click clacking down feet. the street. Absolutely thought it was good. thought I was going to see it as kind of like a hip fashion statement, noise making, very, attention very grab. European. Yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. I was wrong. But anything like that where you're like, ah, maybe, yeah, maybe football pads. You know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, everyone dresses like uh, a baseball manager. You know, like wearing the full uniform, but they don't play and they're terribly out of shape. I think. I think. That's, <laughs> uh, you know, now that the strike is oh. over, the, the the labor issues are resolved. Everyone wants to celebrate, and um, yeah, just just walk around wearing um, like you know a Mets jersey, uh, going downtown to a to a bar, like full full. And I'm talking like with the pants, with the little stirrup socks, yeah. um, the maybe stirrups, even a helmet yeah. if you feel like it, uh, catcher's mask, uh, <laughs> the, the little armband with the signals on it, you know, just just full full regalia going going to Thebes to point fingers. Yeah, that is one of the greatest like things ever that 90 year old men who are still just like the bench coach wear stirrups like that is a lovely lovely truth about this world that we live in it's an old it's an old-fashioned game not much you can change about it it's an old-fashioned game um nobody was going gay dell huh no uh Everybody, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel feel free to start. You know, like it will. If anytime you say it, though, we'll have to bleep over it with parts from my album. But you know, yeah, and no. This is. Let's explain. Yeah, the, there was an era where that uh, word was used to mean like uh, dorky or lame, and and uh, so we certainly don't condone it being used. But at the same time, we are not standing with uh, Florida where where we where they're saying don't say it. You have to be able to say it. It's not a bad word. It just can be used uh, meanly. Is that have I said that correctly? I, I think I think you know. Oh, you speaking of which, this might as well just say uh, tell this story because speaking of like teachers just being allowed to shit on you and also people uh, calling everyone gay all the time. Like circa yeah. 1999, I was in like seventh grade music class. Our teacher was playing some kind of like jazz or hip hop album, but it was like instructional music so it wasn't like good it was just like music pretending to be hip-hop and i was like mm-hmm. laughing at it making fun of it and the teacher was like what what's your problem Aren't, don't you young kids like rap and i was like yeah but normally it's not this gay and she goes well it takes one to know one." Oh shit i got i got i got fried yeah. and called gay by my uh, seventh grade music teacher wow yeah uh and that's where the memory ends, by the way. So I was probably uh, just so mortified and embarrassed that my brain just shut down as a protective measure. <laughs> right. No one. Why would you be embarrassed? No one piled on. Everyone laughed, and the, and the teacher just trashed me. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, no, yeah, those will stick with you. Like I uh, just getting owned in front of the full class in seventh grade is like the worst possible fate any any thirteen year old can endure. Totally. And so it counted as, like, it counted to uh, all your classmates as getting owned. It wasn't like a, because uh, a lot of times there's a te- there's teachers that couldn't possibly own anybody, like no matter what they said. Oh, no, I, I got I got fully owned and everybody laughed. I was, I was uh, laughed at okay. for sure. Mm. Gotcha. Damn. Yeah, there was a, a whole, uh, there was a whole heap of teachers doing jokes that wouldn't fly today, like, Mr. Kennedy, um, a guy who I drove crazy and I deserve everything I got from him. So, again, a totally perfect I stand by. It was okay that he made this joke. I didn't get upset. Uh, I 
you know, all, all is well that ends well. But like I was late to class next week. <laughs> yeah. Next week, tune in for Mr. Kennedy. Um, he I walked into class late with a note because I feel like I, I can't remember why. Like I maybe had a doctor's appointment and like I was going to school late or something. So I handed him the note and like in, in the middle of class and like class had to stop for this to happen. And he goes, liposuction. Wow. <laughs> yeah, everybody laughed. I didn't even know what that was at the time. So I was like, okay, yeah, I, fine, yeah. And I just take the paper back and sit down. Everybody laughed. I was like, oh, right, I don't know. Yeah, a medical joke, fine. Um, <laughs> medical procedure joke. Medical joke. <laughs> this guy's really smart. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, another uh, another fat joke for the books by a teacher that uh, was completely fine. And, like, I'm not saying... You can't say anything today. Today's I'm just saying at That's the time. That's awful, baby. Dick, dick Vitale. <laughs> yeah. Right? Turn to Dick Vitale. You can't say anything anymore. You're canceled. <laughs> dick Vitale against cancel culture is a yeah. great character. For, uh, <laughs> for, for free speech, Dick Vitale. <laughs> yeah. Can't say anything, baby. It's awesome. I tell you what. You go back to 1999. This is Leah Thomas. Let me tell you what, folks. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I'm not saying it in that way where like, and it was completely fine and there was nothing. I'm just saying in that time it was fine. And like, I, I think all the uh, all the work we're doing to be to be kinder these days is, is good, uh, noble stuff. Yeah, nobody um, knew any better back then. It was just considered like, yeah, this is, this is what you say. This is what you do. No big deal. Right. Yep, yep. We, uh, we had a lot to learn and I think we did a lot of the learning. And I think uh, I think this is where we stop. <laughs> you know, I think I know everything I need to know. So nobody was going with gay douche. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be funny if they, if they started with that, like like that. That was the first one. It's like, it's like no, you're you're three levels past where you need to start for this to even make remote sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's nice stuff um well yeah a quick commercial for please everybody check out pete's album uh april 22nd uh literary on all the different ones pete spotify yeah spotify parlor uh truth social now uh yes <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, you know, yeah, Amazon, Google, you know, Truth, whatever, the first, uh, whatever the link yeah. the guy from the label sends me that has like, you know, where you click on it and then it's like an album's available on these platforms and it's like three like services you've heard of and then like 20 you've never seen before in your life. Yeah. Parlor and Stitcher and, uh, Deezer yeah, and Google yeah, Earth. Like who, who the hell knows, but apparently it'll be there. So it'll, it'll, uh, yeah. it'll be available for listening on on a phone. check it out on google maps yes yeah. <laughs> uh, it's streaming exclusively on ways uh just make sure you download the app and use the promo codes i'm dying up here uh it's, it's oh nice yeah like how about this is this already happening where you you're getting directions and you say take a right up on here on literary by pete bladell avenue and it just yeah. subs in 
<laughs> Changes the name of uh, <laughs> replaces the important exit information that you need to take off the highway with whatever the plug is. So, but no, that's good because then they get lost and then they have to listen to your album, so they end up listening to the whole thing while they're driving. Oh, that's yeah, cool. it gets you lost just enough to listen to that exact yeah, length. Get, of <laughs> get people lost so they listen to your album. That's that's uh, that's 21st century marketing, baby. If, if you're not thinking that, if you're not thinking oh, outside the box like that, you don't want it. You don't want it bad enough. That's that's all I can really say. As a yeah, as a detour, we have prepared this entertainment for you. Oh wow, live from New York yes. Comedy Club. And then the only way to get back on track is the you know uh, 12 tracks into the album. You explain how to get back to where <laughs> each person was heading to. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Pete's in the studio just recording every <laughs> direction possible. To, yeah. Just going out there manually replacing street signs. <laughs> yeah, where else do you just... Okay, so right, you're, you're at McDonald's ordering a sandwich and... And uh, you say, oh, the number one, the Big Mac meal with literary by Pete Bladell. What? And you, instead of instead of fries, and then but it, it, and then what? They were they look into it, they Google it. Oh, oh yeah, maybe I was saying like maybe it's one of those things where you get the the little carton of fries, and it has one of those like like in, in a card that like a birthday card that makes noise or sounds it has like one of those little chips ah. and every fry you eat it keeps playing the album <laughs> every fry is just a fake little like recording device yeah. <laughs> just keep biting like each... and throwing away it's like nah not this one either God damn. <laughs> yeah alright I think uh, man yeah I like the marketing technique this is just replacing food every Every few fries is like a track from the album, right? Or just like every, like every now, most fries are tracks from the album, but like every now and then there's a real fry, so they have incentive to keep looking for real fries. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna get there. Um, let's see if there were any other. Uh, you gonna let a? Uh, you gonna let somebody play football, Pete? Who you love? Knowing what you know and knowing that you love football the way you yeah, do. Yeah, I think definitely. I think like for kids, probably wouldn't let them play tackle football till like eighth grade. But um, like okay. most, I think like most kids don't play football in college and like hardly any play football in the pros. So it's like, think of how many people like in the country have played high school or college football and like we're not having just a spate of people like jumping off the George Washington Bridge or anything like that. So I, I think like overall it's like safe. Everyone's just a little more ornery than, than usual. But I think we can live with that. Yeah, and maybe maybe give kids concussions early so they get used to it. Oh, yeah, it. like, like uh, calluses on their frontal lobes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, I think, you know, yeah, you can play in high school if you really want to. And uh, I think it's dangerous, but, yeah, go ahead if you want to, I think is what I would say yeah. to a kid. But uh, who knows, by the time uh -huh. our, our, our kids are of football playing age, like, they, you know, it could just be like, High school Fortnite championships, like that—that'll be what what the 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 big the big jocks on campus play, not football. Fortnite. Oh yeah, just play each other in Madden, you know, or whatever the high. Oh, they make a big high school football game, right? Meta Madden, like just like you know, in the metaverse. Right. Call it call it Madden. Still, you know, the high school guys are going to 
And then boom, you put the Oculus on. <laughs> Are they oh, going yes. the wrong way with the helmet technology, though? Because I feel like we got to let kids play football. And so it's, it's, it's the greatest sport. Like, it's definitely the best sport. Yeah. It, it, it uh, combines everything. Strength, speed, endurance, intelligence. Like, I think you need to use the most things uh, playing football. So, yeah, I think that is why it's right. such a great sport. It's such a great sport. Is it the Purell situation with COVID, though, where, like, you make the helmet too good, then, you know, then once the pandemic's over, everybody goes back to regular helmets, and then something with that, maybe? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are using Purell so much that they, they lose, like, they, they, they don't build up any natural immunity. So it's, like, like too good of a helmet. It's like, what, you're just not going to ever get a concussion? Like, you know, you, you got you to gotta take right. some, some nicks and bruises in your life if you want to be right. a tough individual. I, I was thinking Takes the helmets, one one. when I was saying wrong direction, I like where, where you guys were going with that, too. But I was thinking, like, the helmets are too hard. Because the, the, the problem is... The problem with the whole thing is like your brain bounces around, you know, and and hits the, the your skull and gets all jacked up, right? So, soft helmets, right? Trampoline soft helmets. They actually kind of have those now a little bit. Like in practice, um, a lot of guys will have like it. Literally, is just like a foam padding that goes on top of the helmet, so they're not just like there's not like like plastic to plastic contact like yes. every day of the week okay so like an outer bubble of like foam yes is it, what you're saying it, that's exactly what yeah. it is oh man okay well i didn't mean to have a good idea but uh, <laughs> all right fine move on then. <laughs> <laughs> there was one kid who played for georgetown prep who had that like bubble helmet back whenever that was it, 20 years like ago now game. jesus or something yeah in the game he wore number 40 interesting He's like he's like that kid from Little Giants with like the you know that had the snot bubble coming out of his nose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Special. Speaking of John Madden, it's like, hey kid, we gotta go. I'll, I'll coach him, no problem. You know, and and these kids with the helmets, and 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 he's he's uh, uh, yeah. It's it's an, it's just one of the hardest ones to do. Um, what about shoving the lottery into something you already have to buy? Like, uh, just for the sake of we, the fact that we already talked about underwear earlier, um, one out of every 300 pair is a winner. And, you know, it says, oh, you won 500 grand with these underwear. And then, you know, you take some of that money and I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, but it's only <laughs> redeemable on MacWeldon.com. That's, that's the little, the, the, the twist. Right. Promo code, promo code uh, underwear lottery. And just, yeah. Nah, nothing of an idea. I figured just uh, throw away an idea here at the end. You want to th- you got any good idea you're sitting on, Pete? You want to throw away on the podcast? Um, man, because I, I don't think you're just going to stand for not being filthy rich. I think you got what well, you're sitting on one. I'm, I'm trying. The thing is, I've been like so scared off of uh, like capitalizing on an idea by my dad and his snow shovel company. Just like the, the amount of hassle they went to to like get those manufactured and brought over, and how much stuff fucked up. It's like, oh, never try it. Anything ever? You have an invention. It's totally not worth it. Did. Did that not – was that not a huge success? Uh, it, it was fine, but, like, they, they had a lot of production issues with, like, you know, getting stuff shipped over and, like, there were, like, screws missing in certain boxes and stuff. And then, like, COVID hit and they couldn't get everything over from China. And it was just like, you know, it was, my dad was just like, fuck it. This is so not worth it. Snow shovels only what? 
Snow shovel's only there. Oh, it's, it's had like a, hand, a special handle on it where you could shovel without having to bend over. It was literally called the no-bend shovel. Just like, here's the name of the thing, this is what it is. Yeah, like it had like, so it's like a regular snow shovel, but then like this other handle that went straight out. So you'd like shovel like uh, traditionally with one hand and then the other hand would like be out in front to like pull back. So you wouldn't have to like get down and like scoop. You could just pull. Yes. Just, it's how shovels should have been all along. It was a great, great idea. Oh, cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, making it come to fruition, just uh, holy cow, what a pain in the ass. Like one, one Christmas like vacation we were up there, we like, we got put to work like re repackaging boxes because we had to like take stuff out and put the correct screws in. It was like it was we had like a whole pile of these things in the garage. Ah, what about shovels without that extra handle? Maybe oh, just like a regular shovel. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. Well, oh, oh, here's a here's a great idea. I, I've tried to turn this into a bit and it hasn't gotten a laugh a single time. So why not just do it on the podcast? Yeah, but, toss it here. Like, so I, you know, I've been walking around the city and I've seen like. DoorDash stores where it's like a convenience store, but you can't go in, um, and it's just delivery guys waiting to be sent out to deliver whatever's in the store to whoever ordered it. So there's like a DoorDash one, like I like Getter's whole business model is that. Um, yeah, I, I Getter. Think, I yeah. think what you do is you just get people so addicted to that service, but then eventually you're like, oh, you just hack delivery, and then you just let people come get the stuff in the store. So it's like a new experience, and then they get really excited about that, and then you just sell stuff in the store. Oh shit! Right, just get people back. Right, how, and how do you do that? Just just by making going to the store novelty. Like 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 I, I don't know. I don't, there's got to be some way. Like to, a little museum DoorDash store, maybe. Yeah, like it's like oh, like pop in and like tired oh, of look. having stuff brought to them. You know, like maybe they don't they don't like um, having to make oh. eye contact with somebody in their apartment. Maybe they don't um, like paying delivery fees. Maybe they it's like a class consciousness thing. They feel bad having some like poor person come and bring them. Their groceries, like you know, I'm going to be a good person. Now I'm going to go to the yeah. store myself and get them. Oh, I'll go to the DoorDash store and get my paper towels. The DoorDash museum store, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's That's like museum-y, and you think you're going to like right because you trick people into thinking it's uh, like a museum art show experience. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, the, the DoorDash museum, this is great, and like, oh, they they got a you know John Tamburino to do a painting, some famous painter. And, um, oh, this is nice. And then just in no time, people are just shopping again and you don't have to send those guys around. Or you can just make it chat, like make it like a game and like half the store is a museum, half the store is an actual store and they have to figure out which is which. <laughs> half of the locations are just museum. The other half are full grocery stores and just have to roll the dice. the cash register with a full cart and it's like, I'm sorry, this is the museum portion of the store. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then you can't even very take that sorry. stuff over to the other side to check out at the grocery side. You have to put everything back yeah. and then go get it on the grocery <laughs> side. <laughs> right. You have to take a class on where it all goes to be perfectly... Uh, uh, to, to perfectly honor the artistic integrity it was put there in the first mm -hmm. place with. Um, and then there's like, you know, a whole like Instagram or TikTok accounts like kind of telling you how to spot the correct part of the store. Like a whole cottage industry pops up around it, you know. And, yes. And you just, at the yes, public point, you're the guy that made the museum slash grocery store. Is, is there, <laughs> is there, there's something 
appealing to me about knowing I would be the only person in the store. So like if I go, I'm going to buy something from DoorDash and they go, hey, there's a DoorDash store near you. You could pick it up by yourself. <laughs> And you'd be the only person in the store. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do in there or anything like that. I just like that. I'm just trying to think of what what could get me into the store. Oh, you, you make it like a with premium you. membership experience. So it's like DoorDash Plus. You can just sign up for DoorDash. But it's like, but for $14.99 a month, we let you come into the store. No one else is there. That's right. And no one else will be yeah. there. You know what I mean? So you, you schedule your thing. You have your time in the store. You can come pick your stuff up. You do hey no questions asked do whatever you want mm -hmm. when you're in the store i'm not saying one way or the other what that is but you know yeah that's nice to have the freedom that's what you pay the membership for yeah and i'm with you that like i'll be in a store and no one's around then i'll just be maybe interested maybe not but i'm like more interested than when a bunch of people show up a bunch of people show up I'm out. I don't care what it is. I'm not interested anymore. I'm out as quickly as I can get yeah, the hell out. Yeah, you're like 10 to 15% yeah. yeah. less comfortable when there's when there's people in the store. Yeah, so right, the uh the, I like this. The the I'm the only guy in the store. Store. Premium DoorDash membership. Yep. Yeah. That's it. I'm I'm going to march down to the DoorDash store tomorrow and be like, "Have I got an idea for you guys?" <laughs> Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, man, well, Pete, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, please, literary on all the different platforms, uh, April 22nd. Give us, uh, what information did I leave out of that particular think, yeah, plug just, right there? As long as we tell everyone to check it out on Waze, I, th I think we're all set. Right, all the different travel uh, directional apps. It'll be on there, it'll be on the, uh, all the different Grubhub seamlesses. And, yeah, um, I'm working on a partnership with, uh, with with Seamless right now. To you know, anytime someone gets Chinese food delivered to them, it's just a copy of the album on vinyl, and they have to have a record player. <laughs> there we go. Check that out. Uh, check out. But how are the chairs on Instagram? If you like, um, I think. Oh, Pete's on TikTok now too, oh, which yeah, uh, the tea man. has been nice. Tiki right. the T Man talk himself. Will you put the whole album on TikTok or how do, what's the strategy? There? Oh, yeah, just literally just doing the thing that uh, makes the least sense, just not putting any video out at all. I didn't film it. I just want to like put out an album that's like meant to be listened to front to back. So you can't watch it anywhere. It's just you have to you have to listen to it. Oh, okay. wait a minute. Here's an idea, though. So you a new age album each word is its own TikTok. So like you have to like go through my entire TikTok feed of all 13,000 TikToks I made of each word from the album being its own one. So it'll be like, good evening. I, <laughs> whatever. And it like each TikTok you have to scroll through. Well, that's what I think. So yeah, you post them in reverse order. So the, the most recent one is the start. So then you just click on that. Then you just scroll through. Oh, shit. For, you know, 45 that is some TikTok art. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I think TikTok is void of art in many ways. I think this could be like a way to leverage it to where you, yeah, you reverse upload the whole album. And for those following along from the beginning, you're a true fan and you know, thanks for sifting through all these nonsensical seeming TikToks. Um, but it's kind of like the the Beatles album in reverse when it says Paul is dead. Yeah, or, or it's like Andy Kaufman reading The Great Gatsby out loud or Moby Dick or whatever the hell uh, he used to do on stage. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, think, I think that's the move. That's how we um, get a million followers is just post the album one word at a time. Or do you do you put it out of order? 
uh, even. Oh, and then they have to swipe Yeah, I think that's it. They have to screen whatever each one, put a puzzle, put it together like a puzzle. And, you know, it really creates a bond between the artist and the listener. And, um, you know, that's what we're going for. Sell DVDs of each TikTok. Or <laughs> I do have one other idea. Pete, would you, would you consider putting uh, just a TikTok? I guess there's probably a time limit on TikToks, huh? Uh, 10 minutes now. They just went longer, actually. Is, is yeah. Limit. 10 minutes. Okay. So we put a series of TikToks out of just you listening to your own album. That's actually not a bad idea. That, and then that's the that's how your album gets on. You know, maybe it's just some some good choice segments or whatever. Yeah, or, and I think I think you just do the whole thing, and it's like it's like filming. It's like I react to my own album. Just do like six yes. ten minute reaction videos, and just look like you don't get most of it. Right. You know? It's like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then like yeah, trying to explain. It's like, yeah, they said as a comic, I need to be on TikTok. So here's the whole album, and here's me. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, yeah, please check out Literary uh, when it drops April 22nd. Pete, thank you, man. This was Thanks fun. Thanks for having me, Pops. You, you guys have gone above and beyond the call of duty in terms of uh, plugging this thing. Happy happy to, to come up with you know many ridiculous nicknames and um, business ideas, as always. Absolutely, man. Pete, Thanks, Pete. Uh, Gay Delt. No, we, we've covered them all. <laughs> you went from Blood Delt to yeah, Gay Delt at the end. Yep, and we don't condone any of them. This was a I'm more this was a different time. You can't say anything anymore. No, we're not doing that. Tell you what, baby. It's awesome with a capital gay. No. Check out literary. Um, Thanks. Check out literary. It's what we're famous.